Did Don Draper really buy the world a Coke? Did Tony Soprano really die or just order more onion rings? Were those guys really in hell the whole time or was that just the audience? The finales of our favorite shows can make us argue, make us cry, and make us crazy. From Spotify and The Ringer, I'm Andy Greenwald, and this is Stick the Landing, a new podcast where we'll be telling the story of modern TV backwards, one fade out at a time. Each episode, a guest and I will choose a celebrated series from history, from the 70s to the streaming era and beyond, and do a deep dive on its very last episode. Was it all a dream? Did it turn into a nightmare? And most importantly, what can we learn about tomorrow's new shows from the way yesterday's ended? TV is a journey. I hope you'll enjoy this podcast about the destination. Starting January 17th, find Stick the Landing on Wednesdays on the Prestige TV feed, on Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. Cold open question of the week. Ben Cruz. Shoes. Thanks for coming on, by the way. If I were out there tweeting like Tony Khan, <laughs> you... We have an interesting working relationship. Sure. But you are effectively that you are the executive producer of this podcast and of all of our wrestling podcasts. You would be the one tasked with having a conversation with me. What kind of conversation would you have? Um, why? I would start there. Uh, <laughs> why would you use the you- name? Um, and maybe. So I just discovered this, and you as a parent might appreciate this. I just discovered that on my daughter now FaceTimes her friends, which is an insanely <laughs> weird sentence to say at four years old. How old is your daughter? She's four. Uh, turning five. Uh, again, just an insane sentence to say out loud. But I did discover that there are ways to restrict certain apps on the phones. Uh-huh. So I would, I, after that, if you had a storm like that, Dave… I would I would ask about could we put Twitter under the restricted area of your phone just, just for a little bit just to cool you out you no know, not forever you can come back. It'd be cool if you had remote access. You know I I, I know that you have we can restrict apps. Uh, I'm yes. still trying to figure out exactly how to restrict apps in such a way that you, just very simple things like can I make it so my 15 year old can't play Dragon Ball Z during school hours like that would be awesome but I can't find that button <laughs> right. Um, but yeah if if there was a remote. Like where you could like where you could, you know, if you're the family sharing plan, if you could just turn off an app at the snap of a fingers just for like a 30 minute cool down period, that yeah. would be great. It's like one of those things where, you know, back in the day when they say you were angry at someone, it, it, they would say, write them a letter and then put it in a drawer. And then, yes. Right. But now, you know, with with Twitter just kind of at, at your Twitter fingertips. Would, d- Twitter would never do this because it's bad for business. But Twitter should have a tweeter. Twitter should have. <laughs> 
a put the tweet in the I mean like you put it in drafts like put the put yeah, the yeah. tweet in the drawer function. Is this like, an angry tweet? Just, it pops up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Is this an angry tweet? That's yeah. great. A pop up comes up. Yeah. The face of your like wife shaking her finger at you <laughs> or just whatever it's meaningful for you. Right. That would be great. That would help a lot of people. But like I said, that would kill Twitter and that would kill, you know, pro wrestling podcast discussions too. So, um, yeah, I guess that'll never happen. We'll talk about Tony Khan's tweets <laughs> in this mailbag edition of the Masked Man Show starting now. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Roast Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. Husky, Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I have Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to the And you're listening you're to You're listening to You're listening to And you're listening to You are listening to, you are listening to The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Welcome to The Masked Man Show with Kaz. Not with Kaz. Kaz is on paternity leave. That was a special guest run-in on Monday. He'll be back this coming Monday. Let me get back on on, on track with the regular stuff. I'm joined here by Ben Cruz today. More importantly, I'm joined by all of you who submitted questions. Well, all of you, we're all joined together, but a number of you submitted questions for the mailbag today, and I'm very, very grateful. We're going to talk about Dynamite. We're going to talk about Raw. Um, we'll probably get there through most of the questions because these are the big think questions. Um, so let's dive right in. You want to start? You want to read them to me, Ben? All right, we're going to start here. Um, let's... let's little easy one to, to get and get us going here. If it's Rock and Roman and Seth and Punk at WrestleMania, uh, for Cody, Jay, and LA Knight, how do you keep their hype going into WrestleMania? That's from Goodridge, at Goodridge Kazim. Okay, so this is this is the going question. I think Seth and, and Punk seems pretty much set in stone, right? right? If you needed, if you, if you had any doubt in your mind that they were going to, rush it for the Rumble, which we can't because Punk's in the Rumble, or for, or for Elimination Chamber or something else. I think Drew McIntyre getting in Punk's business, I think, sort of eliminates that possibility. I mean, I, am I crazy? Like, it just seems like now there's somebody else on his dance card to fill up the time now. They're definitely stringing this thing along. And also, and all, and, and listen, they know what they're doing at WWE. The money is in Punk versus Seth. And that's right. a great WrestleMania match. I guess Roman Rock is a little bit more of a question mark. Um, you still think so? No, no, no. I don't think. I, I think it's going to happen. I'm just okay. saying if we're going to take the big picture look at this, you know, I mean, sure. it's, it is con it's conceivable that he's not going to do it. But like I said last week or last episode, why on earth would The Rock be there if not for? It's like, I don't know how I compared it last time, but it would be like if someone offered you a new offered you a job. Right, like you, you got it. You been, you're getting courted by you know, like podcastdudes.com to come run their <laughs> empire. Right, sure, great site. And and they offered you, and you have this offer in hand, and it's a great contract, and you're just like, okay, this is good. And then your friend who works for podcastdudes.com just kind of like DMs you on the side, and he's just like, hey, I know you're going through the contract thing right now, and it says, you know, I know you got a good deal, but it's it, you know, the the standard is two weeks vacation. But I, but I know from experience, everyone that works here, if you say all you have to do is ask and you get two months vacation, why on earth would you not ask for that? 
that's the equivalent of The Rock not working WrestleMania, right? Yeah. All The Rock has to do is say, oh, and I'm going to be in the main event of WrestleMania. And they say yes. There's no world in which they say, well, let's think this through. They just right. say yes. Right. So he's in the main event of WrestleMania. That's it. So I just wanted, that's all preamble. The question about what you do with Jay and Cody and LA Knight is a big one, right? I mean, that's what we're all dealing with right now. The best, the, okay, so the 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 kind of the best and, and potentially most difficult thing about Cody Rhodes is he can make a feud with anybody seem really important. It's a very, mm -hmm. it's a very powerful skill as a pro wrestler. That's not to say, that's not to diminish Shinsuke Nakamura, certainly not to diminish Brock Lesnar, but like he can main event just about any pay-per-view. He could main event a pay-per-view working Gunther, working Jay or LA Knight. He could, you know, he, he could, he can, he can make it seem life or death. That's one of Cody's gifts. He got that from his dad. Um, but I don't know, man. Like, I don't want to see Cody Rhodes versus a returning Andrade at WrestleMania. Like, that could be cool. But doesn't it automatic, doesn't anything sort of diminish, doesn't this question just underscore how that would sort of diminish where they are? I mean, is it possible? I know they won't do this because it's WrestleMania. But would it be if it's, especially if it's all baby faces that we're talking about? Yeah. Would it be possible to put them in like, Put them and 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 whoever them and, and Sami Zayn in a fatal four way winner gets a title match on Raw the next night match. That, that's what I was thinking too. Because if they're going this way, I th I think they owe us a good a really good Raw after Mania after last year's because mm -hmm. that was that was a strange it was strange to be in the building for that. And if if Cody finishes his story on the Raw after Mania, isn't that just as good? Like if he beats Roman, well, we have for the another title question. Then. We have another question about Cody finishing his story. Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, I think if Cody's not main eventing WrestleMania, then maybe we don't. We're not talking about the story. I mean, he'll be talking about the story. But you said, but last year they did a really good job of making Cody matter in a relatively short amount of time yeah. uh, in the main event picture. I mean, I guess it was Rumble forward, um, and still tying in KO and Sammy and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I think it's important to keep them all relevant. I think the worst thing you could do with The Rock, and I do think Rock Roman is the right choice because, yeah, it's, there's, I mean, it's just a given. But the, I mean, first of all, The Rock can be there week in and week out. But, uh, but just in, on a bigger sense, the worst thing you could do is to make it seem like nothing else matters, you know. And that's a thing that WWE's been good at compared to, especially compared to their own recent history, um, in the past couple years. I think they all have to stay involved, you know? I think they probably all have to be involved in the match. I wouldn't be averse to it being a triple threat except for the old, I mean, the only thing that gives me pause is the old, you know, sort of a Vince McMahon philosophy that, you know, a big match is always one-on-one. -on -one. Um, there's a million examples to the contrary, obviously. But you could do, I mean, it is conceivable that it would be Cody, Rock, Roman at WrestleMania. Uh, but I think that sort of diminishes all of the stories in a strange way. Um, I think that the Rock and Roman can have a really good match, but it wouldn't shock me if they don't. And I and and if they don't, I mean, I think it's a thing WWE can like be will be aware of and will <laughs> probably put somebody else in there to, to eat up some of the minutes. I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. I mean, I think Cody, for better or worse, as as far as our entertainment goes, will be fine. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk more about Cody. I think Jay and LA Knight are are is the real. Th those are the real questions. And I think that. Both of those guys, we'd be having this conversation regardless of The Rock, because we'd be staring down 
you know, Cody Roman too. Uh, and it's tough to make, it's, it's tough to give a person, and we start with Sami Zayn last year. It's tough to make someone who's right, who is like 1B, right on the precipice. It's tough to make them feel like they matter enough on a match with, yeah. on, on a weekend with two matches that are bigger than whatever they're doing. So, well, unless for, it's LA Knight and Jey Uso unite across brands to take the tag team titles, which I don't think would even matter nearly enough like they like it mattered last year. I mean, I just don't know what it is unless you set them opposite each other. You know, unless you, unless you, yeah. I, or it, is, is, is Jay's, because he's on this whole, I'm, I'm out for my singles title tip. Is he the guy who takes down Gunther? Well, we'll get to Gunther in a little bit, but I think yeah. that I think the short answer is no. I mean, I, I think that I think IC title J is a good idea. I'm not sure about J versus Gunther, just mm. in, in, you know, just in, just strictly from a one. But maybe, maybe. I mean, they're they're both on Raw. You know, that would be yeah. if you're just slotting people out in terms of like Q rating. Uh, I think that would be pretty big. J might be one of the few guys that would get the crowd going. Uh, in a way that it would feel like a big victory if he if he beat if he dethroned Gunther, um, but all of this, all of these moving parts are so tough. And Gunther's one of the most difficult. I mean, I'm going to be totally straight with you. One, he's wrestler of the year last year, yeah. according to the Masked Man show with Kaz, um, is easily one of my favorite wrestlers. He, you know, everybody everybody agrees this is a sure he's a surefire future world champion. But I still think transitioning him out of this and into a main event feud is not as easy as it seems, as a lot of people take it for. You know, I mean, if he walks in the ring, I just don't. Like, I can easily imagine him going face to face with Seth on the mic and sure. setting up a match. Um, I'm just not sure. I, I'm just not sure that that feels like as anywhere close to a, as big a match as, as uh, right now as some of these other ones. Now, they're doing a good job of making him feel important. Announcing his return for next week, like he's a, you know, like, you know, he's, he's Hulk Hogan coming back after three years off or something. I mean, it's, it's, it's a big deal. Um, but that's a tough one. Anyway, let's move on to the next question because we're going to get on all yeah. this stuff. I don't, frankly, a great question to start with. I don't know the answer. I, I really, really don't know the answer. And, it, and, and if I was hard-pressed to come up with some a reason to make the matter... I mean, I think Jay should be involved. I think Jay and Cody should both be involved in this match. Cody, to some extent, because he's, you know, sort of next in line, theoretically. Yeah. Um, and and Jay, because he's still tied up in the story. Like, like, I know that he's moved on, but presumably he's Team Rock, right? Right. And this is, I mean, we're probably heading towards also a Jay-Jimmy thing at Mania at some point, right? Like, that's... That's got to be a match. So I'm sure that there'll be an opposite corners, like you said. Um, so that there'll be some involve, involvement kind of peripherally. I mean, if the, if the Rock really has a chance of dethroning Roman, which you all think he does, if you're Jey Uso, wouldn't you, no matter how much distance you put between you and that part of your life, wouldn't you be looking back? It's like, it's like uh, you know, it's like you left a country because of the evil dictator. <laughs> and now there's like, now now there's an opposition party that really, that's about to win yeah. the election or about to overthrow him. You're like, yeah, give me my gun. I'm going to go back and fight inside <laughs> of the opposition. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe he just, maybe he's in Roman's quarter. I mean, maybe he's in, in The Rock's corner and then he turns heel again. I mean, that would be terrible for his upward mobility, but like, yeah. come on, that's a story, you know? <laughs> 
Right. Or maybe he's out to he maybe maybe he's this is finally his chance to take out Romans. I mean, so he so he like somehow subverts the rock in the process. I don't know. I don't know. We'll come out. This this is going to be the conversation that we have over the next three months. So and same with the L.A. Knight piece well, of this, which which it's probably just as complex. Right. Because that dude is still super over. But he's there's no way he's he's getting close to this title picture over there. Well, I think he's sort of plateaued, and I don't mean that in it. I mean, I don't mean that as a knock on him. I don't know what the next move in general with him is. U.S. title? Um, Yeah. I mean, there's a Randy Orton question here, too, right? I mean, him and Randy and AJ Styles all have Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble, which is a nice way of keeping them out uh, out of the real WrestleMania main event picture. Um, And AJ, you know can do whatever. I mean, AJ can be slotted in just about anywhere. I do wonder yeah. if there's more to the, I mean, more of, of Orton, LA Knight to mine. One of those guys, he turns heel on each other. They have a big blow up in that match, like whatever. I thought, I mean, I, and, and and maybe with AJ too, I don't know. There's so, I, I'm interested because no matter what I say, I know they already have a plan. Right. Um. But I think Orton, LA Knight is a good, like, if you gotta kill time, if you gotta fill, if you gotta do, have a filler, that's a good one. Yeah. Right, because like how like you can't imagine two guys that are more over than that going at it. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, uh, let's keep it in the Cody realm with this question uh, from at Igniter Kid: If Cody is not going to finish the story at WrestleMania 40 due to The Rock coming in to face Roman, should it be should he complete his story at SummerSlam 24 or WrestleMania 41? Where is SummerSlam going to be? It is. Do we? I don't think they've announced it. Cleveland is the uh, is the the rumored front runner. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. No, that's the latest rumor. Okay. Well, um, that'll be a football. That'll be at the Brown State. What's the Brown Stadium called? It's just called Cleveland Brown Stadium. Oh wow. All right. Well, that'll be the biggest the biggest thing that happens in Cleveland Brown Stadium for a while, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know how they keep doing these international shows? And so it's like almost every pay-per-view is either a tentpole pay-per-view or like a super show of some other form. Right. Yeah. Wouldn't it be cool if they like did a instead of an Australian show or a UK show or whatever, if they just did the Cody Rhodes show, like actually, like if we're going to project this thing, yeah, let's just project it to hell. Let's just do, let's just make it, let's just call this shot from like 10 miles off. Have, if you're either at SummerSlam, I mean, SummerSlam is probably the biggest stage and probably the right choice, but if you're not going to do it there, can we just have, you know, a fucking great American bash at the Greensboro Coliseum. <laughs> really Wait, lean into it. 2024. I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out. Like he beat Flair. Dusty beat Flair at the bash, which wasn't really in one place. It was like a movable feast type show that they combined into one, you know, VHS tape. But that was '86. Uh, is there an '80? I'm trying to remember if there's like an '84. When did he beat Race? That would have been 83 or something like that. But regardless, probably not a neat anniversary. But let's just do it. If we're if it's finish the story, let's just do a Cody Rhodes super show. Make it seem like the biggest thing in the world. 
And maybe you do it at Panther Stadium instead of <laughs> your Greensboro Coliseum. We just got to take a, do do a national tour of the saddest football NFL stadiums. And just go in order in, of in draft order. You just do some partnership yeah. with the NFL. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait. Do the Panthers lose their WWE pay per view because they traded oh, their right. pick so last year? You, you got to go to the Bears because the Bears have the number one pick this oh my year. God. <clears throat> well, Chicago's Chicago. got some nail Chicago. dusty history yeah. too. Um, it would be. I mean, that, I think that would be kind of cool. Make the story about the story. You know, really tell it. Uh, I, I don't. I mean, if not, I think SummerSlam is fine. But my problem with finishing the story is it raises the stakes so much on yeah. the story that you're telling. I mean, it really is calling your shot. It's like, watch this, guys. We're about to tell a great pro wrestling story. And you almost need to like, like it almost, it's so hard to do in a world where we have six top baby faces. You know, it's so hard to do in a world where you have like all this, all of this programming and so many people that matter. Because you really just got to tell this one story really beautifully for like four or five months to make it, to make it, to make it worthy of the mantle you've put on it. You know what I mean? Um, again, the good thing about Cody is he makes everything interesting. When he does finish the story, it will feel like the biggest thing in the world in that moment. Um, when is the Bruno Sammartino reign over? If that's a, if the WWE move is, or if they say, or if when The Rock came back, they said, you know what a good byproduct of this is? is the Rock, I mean, is that Roman doesn't have to drop the title at WrestleMania. We can go for this. We can go for the long thing. I think it's next fall. So yeah, it's it's you know. coming. I mean, I, I wanted to ask you about that. Where where do you fall on Roman's? You know, his the days amount that he is he's been champion. Do you are you are you pro that or because I uh, I've always kind no, of been I've, anti. I've, I've been over this on the show before. I am not pro. Yeah, I'm pro to a certain extent. You yeah. know, like whatever, like like Gunther can knock the honky tonk man off. Although sure. I love the honky tonk man, but you know, whatever. That's probably a good move, and it's good for storytelling and everything else. I just think it's a really weird bet on WWE's behalf to assume that Roman Reigns, and this is no comment on him, but just to make the assumption that Roman Reigns is going to be like a, uh, you know, like a ambassador for the company in ten years, like, and that's basically mm -hmm. the bet that you're making. Better off to have. Well, I guess you, you're also making. You know, you're also saying. Let's have these big moments happen now. And then, you know, it's kind of like when we all thought, why the hell did Brock Lesnar beat The Undertaker? And then The Undertaker made it worthwhile. So maybe, you know, but but the but from a storytelling perspective, you can still sit, you can still make the case that Roman's the most important champion of all time already. Mm -hmm. Right? You don't need to wait till then. So it does seem like, especially the way it's discussed, that 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 certain that, that, you know, hitting every benchmark ever is a real internal political discussion and uh i don't know why you it'd be one thing if roman reigns was 28 you know it'd be one thing you know it'd be one thing if he was if he was you know gonna be around forever i, I just don't know that that's true and and i and i don't know i i don't think it's not about roman it has nothing to do with roman from everything that i know he's an amazing guy with an amazing right. commitment to the with an incredible commitment to the company it's just like we're kind of already talking about this guy. He's, he doesn't work a lot of dates. His career is winding down in some vague sense. You know, like, like why, why? Why Why would that be the reason you made that decision? You yeah. know? I, I don't know. I mean, I think he's worthy of it. Sure. I mean, I think that, but they should be in the business of telling good stories, not of, you know, rewriting their own record books. It's pro wrestling. All yeah. they have to do is just 
pretend that Bruno, just say Bruno San, San Martino, just pick a match in like 1975. <laughs> and like Bruno San Martino was actually should not have won that match. It was a referee's error. So we're stripping him of his reign, you know? Yeah. And, then it, and then Roman Reigns is the new champ. Yeah. Actually, that'd be a funny gimmick for Paul Heyman to go back through the record books and, find him and just try to, <laughs> to just, dis- yeah, accounting, try to, try to disqualify Bruno San Martino so like Roman doesn't have to worry about that one anymore. That, uh, that's, anyway. a, that's a great gimmick. Pitch that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll do it. What's the next question? All right. Uh, we'll, we'll stay kind of in the Mania realm here. If you had to pitch a ladder match for Mania, which title would be up for grabs and who would be the competitors in this match? From at I, Tavares uh, uh, Ferguson. This might solve some of our earlier issues from earlier. I know. I mean, in theory it does, but I'm just not... I don't need... I don't need to see Cody Rhodes fall off a ladder again for the rest of my life. Unless it's sure. a one-on-one match. You know? The other, I don't the need other, LA... The other two guys, oh. potentially. Sure, but that's not... I mean, is that the best use of LA Knight? That would be really fun for Jay. Just have him look yeah. dominant in a match. Um, I don't know. I, I love Money in the Bank, the, the gimmick. Don't love always the briefcase and the cash-ins just get so... They just... I don't know. It's, it's like so... It, it's like a never-ending you know, Royal Rumble countdown where it's just like, we're just, every moment is actually slightly deflated by the potential for this thing that's <laughs> yeah. seemingly never going to happen. Um, and frankly, I don't love ladder matches. I mean, there's two, there, basically there's two kinds of ladder matches. There is the like, there is the sort of grudge match ladder match, the, which is sure. the, the HBK razor model mm-hmm. ladder match. And then there's the money in the bank ladder match where we have like six people or eight people and it's just a, you know, a cluster and that's sort of why we love it uh i i feel like there should be good reasons for both when you book those matches now the first one i think is sort of self-explanatory the second one if the title is being dangled above the ring which is you know happened or the or the briefcase is being dangled above the oh first of all if the title is being dangled above the ring there has to be some dispute over who holds the title right i don't think someone should just willingly put that on the line the briefcase is being dangled over the ring. I mean, I still think there should be a reason for the ladder match, right? Like, right. They, like it's good when it's high flyers, when it's people that like are like, this is the kind of match where I excel, you know, or something that I think I can win. And frankly, it works better when it's up and comers because that's where because because psychologically, you you it makes more sense. I'm willing to put myself through this for this opportunity. If I'm Cody Rhodes, and frankly, if as recent history has shown, if I'm Jay Uso or if I am. LA Knight, I just have to ask the general manager to get a title shot. You sure. know, I don't have to like, I don't have to almost die. So it doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense that way. Um, but if you're Logan I mean, I do Paul, think that we have, does that make sense for you? I, I, he kind of fits that criteria, right? And a little bit oh, of an yeah, up and comer. He's a champion. Well, do you mean to have, for him to put his title on the line? Yeah, the I mean, match? you have to, obviously, like you said, there has to be yeah, reason yeah, it has for to be it. Somebody with a, it has to be someone like that who has a, you know, high-flying abilities and a huge ego. And if he was just like, yeah. I'm the only one that can do this. I mean, it'd be funny for Logan Paul if he put it, I mean, a Logan Paul KO ladder match would be sick because one, Logan Paul would be great at it. And two, you could play up the idea that he doesn't, know that kevin owens is like the king of the ladder match right it would <laughs> right. be like like you know kevin owens i mean kevin steen el generico ladder war is like the you know one of the great the greatest ladder match of all time that doesn't involve hbk and uh and that could be a lot of fun 
Now, but that's just that's still a one-on-one. I mean, you could obviously you could do a gimmick where Logan Paul just like handpicks his opponents, and it's all like fat dudes, you know, and he's just like, <laughs> I'm the only one that's going to be able to climb the ladder, and then somehow it's all it's like it's like Evar and shit. It's like all these dudes who can actually work Otis? the match, and, and, yeah. he, and he's yeah, and he's shocked the whole time. Uh, but that's I don't know I don't know that that would actually be better than just him versus Kevin Owens, um, you know. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I mean, I think you could definitely have, you could definitely field, it'd be really easy to field a six or eight man ladder match at WrestleMania. That would be just ridiculous right now. I mean, the, the, the talent level is off the charts. The number of people who could probably successfully pull off the coast to coast crossbody that he and Ricochet did is probably at an all time high right now, right? Right. In WWE, certainly in AEW too. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that we're going to... Logan Paul is going to be in a one-on-one match. We're going to get Logan Paul versus mm-hmm. Cena or something. Kaz still thinks it's Logan Paul versus Bad Bunny. That seems oh, sort of suspect yes. to me. <laughs> but um, you could have... Can we do a Logan Paul... Can we do an all-non-wrestler ladder match? That could... That... You would ne- You would watch that, right? Like Absolutely. Okay, let's, could let's you find six... Fill it. So Logan Paul, Bad Bunny... Who else is on? Stephen Amell? Bring him in. Steven's de- he's definitely he would definitely be down. If he's yeah. healthy, he would be down. Uh, uh are there there there've got to be more folks. George Kittle. <laughs> I mean, they would the NFL and the Niners wouldn't let any professional athlete get involved, but that would be hysterical. Yeah. Um, Is Gronk still available? Remember when he Gronk. didn't take that? Yeah, Gronk could do it. He's not actively playing anymore. Uh uh so- the all celebrity man. Oh, 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 um, uh, Dwight Howard is definitely interested in doing this. <laughs> Dwight Howard, yes. What would yeah. be the Dwight, if Dwight Howard, if, 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 if they were, I mean, if they were like, if they announced this match, if Logan Paul is on the mic and Dwight Howard comes out to answer the call, does the crowd react at all? Um, yeah, they probably would. If I, it was in Orlando be, yeah. or LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to put it in one of his, in a city where he's played. Uh, it would make sense for him to want to enter a ladder match. He'd be the tallest one, right? So it would be it would be beneficial for Dwight to get in there. But yeah, I think we've we've we filled out the uh, the, the 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 match here, which would be good. So um, who else? There there've got to be there uh, I mean there've got to be some other names, right? I mean at this point, uh, Carl, Mal- Green Carl Malone's Carl Malone's making a comeback right now. They're doing that interview. He wrestled in WCW. That's a uh, can of worms that maybe even WWE yeah, you, wouldn't even want to get involved with. <laughs> I don't know if you want to. You want to get David Arquette? That. Oh, bring David him back. Arquette's probably good for a match. Former champ. Yeah. Um, God, who else? I don't know, man. It seems like there should be more names. Now this is like we have to we have to have to have a supplemental mailbag to yeah. <laughs> Just, oh, Pat. Well, no, we could do McAfee. McAfee. In there. You're right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we filled this out. We're good. Okay. There's your so answer. McAfee. McAfee is like the old hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Snoop Dogg. You get a little Snoop in there. Uh, he saved Snooki? WrestleMania. Is she still around? Oh, I guess it's, it's Jersey Shore is back. Uh, but yeah, I don't think she could. Uh, she could hold her own. No disrespect. Um, yeah. I mean, all those WCW ones are funny and so terrible. Carl yeah. Malone. Jay Leno, um, <laughs> Dennis Rodman, Rodman yeah. also just kind of hilarious. I mean, he's an athlete, but you know. Yeah. Oh, anyway, so there. I think we answered that one. 
There we, there we go. go. That's the best answer. The all celebrity, <laughs> and the and the reason why we would watch it is because it's that's the only version of the ladder match that would recapture the feeling of watching that first that first like tables, ladders, and chairs match where you thought everybody was going to die the whole time. Sure. Yeah. And you had six guys who probably shouldn't be wrestling. Certainly not without another, without like a, a, a an, an old hand, like established wrestler in there to keep them from getting hurt. That would be terrifying to watch, and that's exactly why they should do it. <laughs> exactly. This is like a car wreck. Um, all right. Next one up here on the docket. Uh, oh. Do you think Jinder Mahal deleted his tweet because other talent recommended it, or because management did? Also. What do talent in and out of W or sorry in and out of AEW feel about Tony Khan's tweets from at Gerald Barry? Okay, so everybody knows the story. Wednesday Worldwide just went into it yesterday. You can go listen to that episode. But basically, Tony Khan did Tony, did Tony fire the first shot? He kind of did because he responded to a USA tweet. Um, oh, right, right. USA tweeted, uh, yeah. and then Tony Khan took exception to the fact that like that. We people make fun of Hook as a as a challenger for Samoa Joe's world title, AEW world title, but nobody, but but everybody seems okay with Jinder Mahal, who's won one match in the past two years, being the you know competing for Seth's uh, WWE title, wait, World Heavyweight Championship, World Heavyweight yes. Championship, yeah, um, and and uh, well, the content doesn't really matter. It's basically just Tony Khan, uh, you know going wild on Twitter again. I mean that's that was the sort of the fallout. Yeah. I mean, yep. listen, I'm not I'm not a big fan of the uh, of the, in general of the take the phone away discourse because, you know, we are who we are. You know, I mean like <laughs> I I mean I think there's there's certainly an argument where it's like if you have somebody like Tony if if somebody's tweeting like that and getting him or his company or his employee or whatever into unnecessary drama and you're not the top guy, then maybe you have a conversation you know, obviously the top guy calls the shots, you know. Uh, certainly that's not like if if we were looking to hire somebody and they were out there just tweeting wild stuff. I mean, it'd have to be worse stuff than Tony Khan. Uh, I take that seriously. I'm not just going to be like, oh, it's just Twitter, right? I mean, this yeah. is like a reflection on you and it's going to be a reflection on, the, on you, you know, you, the employer, the company, whatever. I think Tony Khan should not be tweeting this stuff. I think it's just like the, the cost-benefit analysis is just ridiculously not in his favor i think that the number one thing i think more than anything else he got people paying attention to the fact that there's a jinder mahal seth rollins match on raw next week which is yeah. now a bigger deal than it was before because wwe is a company that can, that will just take something like look gender was trending for 24 hours and make right. hay from it whereas you know aw the case for hook is he's 28 and one or whatever you know um, which they called on Dynamite last night, one of the hottest starts in the history. I thought they were going to say the history of pro wrestling. They said in the history of AEW. I'm like, is it not the hottest start in the history of AEW? Right. Does somebody have a 29 and over? I mean, I don't know, honestly. But it would be weird. That they, it was weird they didn't just pin that down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so if you're if you're a company who just if you're trying to lean on the fact that we value the win loss record, you can't really do a lot with with oh look at the Twitter look at the the, the Twitter trends, you know. Anyway, I mean, I think we'll talk about Hook in a little bit, but 
you know, he should be interested in, he should be, he should be trying to make Hook look good and not trying to make WWE look bad. Why are you calling out wrestlers' records? He, what, he called out Cena and The Undertaker a while ago. This whole yeah. thing is so dumb. But they, the question was about gender. Why did he take his who TF, is it, would he say who TF said, is Hook? Yeah, exactly. That was his response. One of the all-time great wrestling tweets. Just, it was just <laughs> pitch perfect. And I, I do not know if it was real or not. I, pre- I presume it was kind of a gag, but who knows? Um, I don't know why I took it down. It was a brilliant tweet. I think probably it comes down to something as simple as, you know, WWE has a thing that you don't tweet about other, about right. and other companies. Although that's not hard and fast. I mean, right? I mean, Seth tweeted about Osprey, and there've been, you know, he's tweeted about Seth, CM Punk, I think. But maybe it was just a, hey, you know, let's leave that up for like eight hours so it gets us full run, and then let's make it disappear so this isn't the only point of reference for hook on the internet is a wwe wrestler talking about it right um but yeah that was that was funny and now this is a gender gender should be i mean he this is not really the character he's playing on raw though it's not that far off but he should be a guy that's totally full of himself he should he should believe that he is still the champion right i mean that he he's he is the champion in exile and just screaming at people on twitter actually works for his care should they can make that work for his character. For Tony Khan, less so. Less so. I, I just don't know what the upside from this is. I, I get Tony. I know what Tony Khan's thinking. He thinks that no one's going to defend the company. I mean, it's like, you know, right. you, don't have, you don't have Chris Statlander out there tweeting just like, <laughs> why, why is everybody talking about Hook being, you know, and Hook's no Ill- illegitimate and Jinder Mahal isn't. I mean, it's a really dumb argument because it's just so self-evident, Right. right. Why is no one? Why is no one complaining about gender? Mall? Well, first of all, there probably there are people complaining about gender mall, but second of all, because it's they told the story on the screen, and it's just and gender mall is a former champion, and it, we know it's just filler. We know it's silly, you know. And if gender mall amounts to anything, if this amounts to anything more than a squash match, well, then this is the story that we're telling now, right? Yeah. Um, the hook and hook is. Let's just here's the problem with hook. Look at the guy that started wrestling when AEW started. Like we saw him learn how we saw him take his first bumps, right? Right. He's also still he's also really tiny. You know, I mean he's not that big of a guy. He has it, he he looks like a dude from my son's soccer team, you know, <laughs> hair hair included. And uh I think he's gonna be really great. I think he is really great. He's a lot of fun to watch and everything else, but like, you know. The size sizes are different things in different companies. Or smaller guys in AEW, we take a lot of them very seriously. I still, I think, when you're a novice and you're small or whatever, like people are kind of, and you're young, and that's sort of been your gimmick too. I mean, I, I just, it, it's not that shocking that people. Are, I don't, I don't mind them giving him this match. I think the sort of like badass build with him walking in and putting it in Samoa Joe's face just is a little bit misguided. I just don't think that's how anyone, even Hook fans, look at Hook. But I do think this is a good match, and I'm, I think it's a good opportunity to get Hook in a more prominent place. And I think that that he should be there. I think we'll just give let's give him a let's give him a look. You know, I mean, it's kind of wild that of all of the that he's in this position above some of the pillars, above you know, like you know, a lot of the other young guys in the company because he's really good. Anyway, moving so you, on. You think he's a future champ there, future world champ? Um, potentially. I think I have the same. I mean, I, listen, Tony Khan, his dad, Mr. Taz, everybody, you know, like the, they all know the situation much better than I do. How old is Hook? 
he's like, isn't he 24? He's got to be super young. He's born in 99. So yeah, he's, he's, he's 24, about to be 25. Yeah. Uh, older than I thought, to be honest with you. But I think anybody at that age in that who's who's been in the, in the business that long, that short a period, a relatively short a period of time, uh, if you ask me if they're going to be champion one day, I think I will always fall back on. Well, will they be like? Yes, he could be champion in four years, but will he be wrestling in four years? Mm, you know? Interesting. So if I, I would ask say you- the same thing. I would say the same thing that anybody under the age of 25 is at the PC or on Raw or SmackDown right now. Are they a future champion? Well, yeah, maybe. Or maybe they'll realize they can make just as much money selling cars, you know, yeah. or like whatever. <laughs> like, you know, like maybe they, their investment portfolio is going to take off. Maybe they take a bad bump and they're just like, you know what? I'm going to go on reality television. You know, there's a lot of other opportunities out there. Uh, that have that don't involve the dedication and the lifestyle, and I'm, that's not to question anybody's heart. It's just like a lot of people. A lot of if you, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of thirty year olds who are not in the same career as they were when they were twenty five in the world. Absolutely. Before we move on to the next question, who's the world champion first, Hook or Dominic Mysterio? That's a great question. Uh, I think I think that it's a lot easier to book Dom there. Uh, so, and I think frankly he's closer. So I'll say yeah. Dom, but but I don't but I don't think it's like that's not that that should not diminish Hook. I, I think that there's I think that with Frank uh, it's with the Money in the Bank briefcase in play and Judgment Day. I think that there's a I think that it's a Dom Mysterio World Title reign. You know, the the pieces are there, and also if WWE ever needed a shot in the arm, which frankly they very well may need. In the post WrestleMania landscape, you know, yeah. you're gonna, you're, if, if WrestleMania, if, if the Raw after WrestleMania, or the, frankly, the month after WrestleMania does not include The Rock and might not include Roman Reigns really, and, and, uh, you know, maybe CM Punk's on vacation, WWE could be looking on, looking at, you know, a relatively quiet landscape, uh, or any time in the future we're in that position, dude. Shotgunning the title onto Dom is not a bad idea, just because of the reaction it would get. Yeah, you know, almost some uh, some I mean, Randy Randy Orton evolution when he first won the title ish. Like he, they could kick him out, you know, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Little thumbs down, yeah, <laughs> from Priest or our truth uh, at this point. Yeah, yeah, it would be great if they kicked him out. What they need to do is kick him out. Just to kind of test the waters on the babyface reaction, just so we can see. Yeah, they kick him out, let him get that little pop of going up his team, going up against his teammates or whatever. This is sort of separate from a world title situation. Kick him out. Oh no, no, have them kick him out, and then somehow he gets a world title match, and everybody's like cheering for him because he's that guy. And then let Judgment Day help him win, have him go right back to being a dirty heel. <laughs> yeah, and just soak it in with the title. Like that would be great. But he's not like he's not champion. I'm not listen, everything I said about Hook applies to Don Mysterio too, man. That he needs to bulk up. He needs to, you know, he needs some more reps. We need to see. I mean, he's had he's had a couple of good big time matches. Uh I mean he's frank, he's he has become a very good wrestler, just like Hook. Um, but he's got a ways to go too. To put the title on either of them in the next nine months would be I would only do it for a gimmick. And I think the right. Dom Mysterio, the Dom Mysterio as gimmick champion 
makes more sense. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, Get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. All right. Um, Uncle Nate, uh, bringing it back to WWE, said, asks, who should Gunther face at Mania? And would you be mad if Damien Priest cashed, it, cashed in his briefcase on him? First reaction is yes, I would be mad. But considered reaction is no. Because here's the thing. I, I said it before, booking Gunther out of the IC title picture is difficult. Um, yeah. Booking Gunther's loss is even more difficult. Because, well, not difficult. I just, I'm not, you could do it a million ways, but I don't know what I would do. Here's the thing. Uh, the, the entire conversation, really... And all of Gunther's big matches and the, the, the idea of who's going to take it from him. It's really interesting. Like, Gunther has really not just elevated the title, but defined the terms of how we were, are having this conversation because it's all been about who deserves it, like who earns that win, right? The Gable thing was fantasy booking Dragonoff into that, thing, you know, into that picture. There's there, all, all of his best matches. I mean, all of his matches are about bringing out the best in his opponent and seeing if they, deserve to be on that level and that's that's how we talk about it too but the problem is that nobody's more nobody's better than gunther mm. nobody is no nobody sure. really nobody's going to out wrestle him nobody is going to like out merit him now i think i said this a long time ago but i do think that there's like an interesting story you could potentially tell in him knowing that he has to drop the belt for some reason. Oh, you can have this title match, but you have to relinquish the IC title. Or, you know, if you don't lose it within the next 90 days, and then you can spend 90 days telling a story about him giving Kaiser the opportunity to win it. 
right? You've been my cohort for so long. You were the only other true wrestler in this company. And by the way, I love Ludwig Kaiser going nuts and destroying Kobe <laughs> yeah. Kingston. I thought that was excellent use of his time. Um, and then maybe we have some, some sort of friendly Gunther versus Kaiser matches that can tease us in an interesting new direction. Um, there's also a world in which like you do that Kaiser eventually bests his mentor or his teammate. I don't really know what the relationship, how you define the relationship. Kaiser eventually wins, and then Kaiser loses to Damian Priest, who cashes in, or something like that. And it's like Kaiser was actually not worthy. He just was able to beat his old, beat his boss, and that it wasn't all it was cracked up to be. There's a lot of story you could tell there. But I think going back to the question about who deserves it, I actually think that the way to the way to extricate Gunther from the title. I mean, I think that let it, having Kaiser beat him and shaking his hand and walking away is the cleanest way to do it. But I, but I think that the, the, this maybe the, the right way to do it would not be going the legitimacy route, not be going the deserving route, but to go the ridiculous route. And to yeah. have somebody who is ridiculous, but also over enough that the crowd would buy into it. Another big part of this problem is that Gunther is wildly over, right? I mean, he gets booed and everything, but like you got to find somebody who is more over than him. So I'm not talking about like our truth coming in and stealing it from him. That would be hilarious, but people would probably just be really upset if that happened. Um, who else is in the ridiculous category? Well, Dexter Loomis sometimes who hasn't been on TV, but he's <laughs> yeah. not. No. He, he, he shouldn't be ridiculous, by the way. I, I wish he was more serious, but he's not over like that, right? Um, Dom, uh, I'm just gonna keep pitching Dom until uh, Dom is a really, Dom is a good one, but but Dom is not Dom might be a ridiculous thought, but he's not a ridiculous performer. Sure, someone who's actually someone who's kind of interesting for the job. If you have to lean into the ridiculousness, is Jinder Mahal. I mean, but <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I don't. Know. I think that that's kind of that that that's not quite there for me. You know who would be really great? Who popped up in the in the you know uh, message board com- chatter just today? Bo Dallas bringing back the Bowie. Oh, he's still under contract. Yeah, I did see that. Wow. Imagine if we just brought back NXT Bo Dallas. Imagine how over he would be in 2024, just coming out and just doing straight old school Bo Leave Bo Dallas. Might not be a long-term play, but you could see a world in which, I mean, that dude was NXT champ. You could see a world in which he somehow manages to like squeak out a win over Gunther. And then and and the crowd go nuts for it. That's the big thing. Who's the crowd going to go nuts for? Imagine right. how it's it is a beloved wrestler who has suffered great tragedy. We're just dying to get behind, re bringing back a gimmick that everybody. Well, everybody meaning like you know me and you and the other eight thousand people <laughs> who watched NXT back then. We're super behind. Uh, but the but the but the the I mean the kind of reminiscence. The, just the, the the throwback nature of it. I mean, that'd be kind of fun, right? That'd be. Cool. I don't know. I think it has to. Be, it has to be something like that. It has to. I mean, not it doesn't have to be. I would do it with a somebody who is one good, you know, passable in the ring. I'm not talking about just something someone who's terrible, but somebody who's more about being sort of silly and letting Gunther just be exasperated by that, but also can work a match and and can get one over on it. So you, you be there's out. something there's something weirdly less embarrassing about that. You don't right. lo- you're not losing to a better man, you're losing to a better gimmick, sort of, you know? That so you, that's not the storyline, but that's the logic behind it. Yeah, but so you'd be out on the idea of say a Sami Zayn. That type of feud and him losing it to Oh, Sami well, I mean, listen, he's a good wrestler. I like yeah. that idea. I mean, Sami Zayn 
I feel like Sami Zayn's like two years away from being an ideal Intercontinental Champion. Sami Zayn needs to sort of be on the a little bit more firmly on the downside of his career, and then he's just like old man Sami holding down the <laughs> mid card could just be really, really yeah. cool. Grow out that beard, you know, let the hair get a little greasier. But I don't know. It's tough once you've once you've reached the pinnacle. And this is a I'm talking about Sami Zayn. Once you've reached the top, do you? Do, isn't the IC title, doesn't the IC title, despite its elevation now, still feel like a step down, a step backwards? Isn't it, isn't it easier to imagine Sami Zayn versus whoever? Sami Zayn versus Cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn versus Jey Uso as like a main event match with the IC title not involved? You know, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm crazy. Well, I don't know. At Chris Smith 88 pitches a, uh, a Brock Lesnar. Gunther WrestleMania match for the oh, IC title. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wait, read that question. Okay. So the question is, if Brock faces Gunther at WrestleMania for which the has inter- been, Which has been rumored for a year or right. whatever. For the IC title, how mad would you be if Lesnar wins? Um, I mean, I would be shocked. I don't think I would be mad. I don't think there's anybody in the entire business on the entire roster that could elevate the title beyond where Gunther has taken it, except for Brock Lesnar, you know? Uh, And he's a legitimate, you know, wrestler who could, I don't know. I think that'd be a lot of fun. And I think I would actually in the end be sort of happy that I got, because I feel like we would all, all like pick Gunther to win with 100% certainty. So that shock would be something. It would be something. Um, and also, it gives you an opportunity to move on with Gunther. If Gunther just like wins in some, you know, in some fashion where he doesn't actually, you know, you if I mean, if Gunther loses through you know a match that should have gone his way, whatever, just some some messed up finish, uh, they could, then you could just roll him into the main event picture, you know, and Brock Lesnar's there to. I mean, can you imagine the Brock Lesnar IC title open challenge? Just all these guys coming out and just like, if, if, if Brock is just like, guys, I got, I got six more matches on my contract. I'm going to come out every Monday night or at every pay-per-view and you, you guys figure I'm going to defend this against. And if I still have this title after six matches, I am taking it back and going hunting with it around my waist and you'll never see it again. Yeah. You know? And then it becomes a storyline of like, who can save the IC title from Brock Lesnar's retirement? You know, like who who can who can keep it, and then and then maybe that's Chad Gable. Wouldn't that be a bigger deal for Finally, you know one yeah. of these underdogs that's been going up against Gunther and losing? Maybe that's Dragonoff. Maybe that's you know whoever. Um, there's there's a lot of opportunity there. The image but, of Brock with the IC title is a little jarring for me, just because he's been in the world title picture for seemingly forever <laughs> within the last yeah. like ten years. Uh, so I would I don't know if. To Chris Smith 88's question, I, I don't know if I'd be mad. I would just, I think it would look weird on Brock. The, the, the title seems so small in comparison to the actual world title, mm-hmm. just from a just from an aesthetic standpoint. Um, in terms of what it means, you're right in that he would elevate this thing even more than it's probably already been elevated. Uh, but that's where I'd probably have a tough time with it. That would be a hell of a match, man. That would be yeah. a hell of a match. Yeah. Uh, all right, moving on. We got 
What's the best possible Rhea Ripley Mania match? And is it Bianca versus Rhea straight up or a Bianca Jade? He's answering the question. Yeah. <laughs> Bianca Jade Rhea triple Haas match from at Trevor Wrights. Well, okay. I think Bianca Jade is the right way to go. We've talked about this on the show, but it does, but, but if they're indeed, if the idea is that they're, going to set up a, a damage control versus four horsewoman match, which is, I don't know why we're assuming that's true. That just like fantasy booked itself into my brain and now it's, it can't come out. Oh, it's that's what I would do. I'm with, yeah. Yeah. So you, B- Bailey gets kicked out and reunites the horsewomen and, you know, I guess Charlotte has to be in their corner because she can't work or whatever, but like that's, you know, you do, uh, you know, a three on three match, uh, with Dakota sky and Charlotte in the corners. um, that would be awesome. That's a WrestleMania, you know, worthy match. And then you look at who's left, and your two biggest stars of the two that have kind of been circling each other for three, four years now, whatever, uh, Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley. So Bianca Belair wins the Rumble, challenges Rhea Ripley, um, a certain sort of symmetry because it didn't happen. You know, we, this, is, this is the match we've all been waiting for, and it's all been like, well, when are we actually going to pull the trigger on it? And the answer is just right now. And it's the biggest match in the world. And you just say, this is your whatever this is your night two main event semi-main event you know this is gigantic and you make it seem big now the the to the question of the hoss match uh putting jade in there would be awesome you know i mean that would be really fun to see uh and also that that might be a good kind of entry point for jade so she can kind of you know work her way into wwe shape but it's a huge stage to be doing that on yeah I mean, hell, if you're going to go with Jade, and let, and I, I only the, my only hesitation is this diminishes Jade. But if you just want the Haas match, aren't they supposed to be signing Camille from the NWA too? Like, let's just get everybody in there, you <laughs> yeah. know? It's, a fail four way action, yeah. Uh, but no, I think I mean th- I think that would be a lot of fun. Separate from the damage control four horsewoman thing, if it, you're going to book a triple threat, I would rather have Io Sky in there than Jade. I mean, because Im- imagine Rhea Ripley, yes, Io Sky. Uh, Bianca Belair, like winner takes all, you know, just yeah. like that. That could be absolutely ridiculous, and also they could use that high, you know, a high flyer, some good bump like crazy in that match. But I do think I think that the answer is, I think it probably makes more sense to go one on one Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley, and if you're inclined to involve Jade, which I think could make things a lot more interesting, maybe Jade's sitting at ringside, you know, maybe Jade's got maybe Jade's got next. You know, or, and she's yeah, involved in the storyline leading up to that point. Does she come out after the match? Right. So whoever wins this match, that's the the, the music hits, kind of like the uh, the damage control return that we saw at SummerSlam a couple yeah. of years ago, where she just shows up on stage, and you know she doesn't have to really get in there yet. Well, if she's but, not involved in the, if she's not involved in Wrestle, the WrestleMania build, if she's not like on the card, that might just seem a little bit too obvious that she would involve herself after the fact. But yeah, that would be a super cool moment, regardless. Yeah. All right, uh, let's let's close it out with this. We got we got time for one more um, from at Jeremy A. Loss. Uh, I know it's early, but who should take the AEW World Title off Samoa Joe? <laughs> so last so we we talked about Hook, yeah, who's got a match next week apparently, uh, and then um, Swerve and Hangman both came out and you know, stake their claim to, to a match with Samoa Joe on Dynamite last night. Um, 
Well, between those two guys, it's Swerve. And I think maybe the answer is just Swerve. I mean, yeah. I, I don't, I'm, tr- I'm trying to, I mean, Swerve is certainly the guy. The only other people that y- you could really consider, well, let's go through it. Uh, Cole is still hurt. Yep. Um, well, I'm just disqualifying MJF from this conversation because it's, it's, it's too complicated if he's involved. Uh, Switchblade is an interesting choice. Um, although the, here's the, the thing with Joe is Joe is the best. Joe's one of my favorite wrestlers. Joe is yeah. absolutely like deserving of that championship belt. Um, but Joe's not going to like make somebody. At least, no, no, that's not true. Joe could absolutely make somebody. Joe, Joe and Switchblade, I don't know if that would feel like a top, you know, like the best fight they could possibly put on. You know? I mean, you can imagine rolling with like Joe versus Adam Copeland is a bigger deal. Mm. You know? Um, which is frankly a match I would love to see. Uh, of the, all of the people on the roster, Swerve is the dude. Swerve is the dude yeah. who's like on the come up right there and, and just people are just dying for him to be on top of everything. So I would probably just say, I mean, the, the, he's the answer. I don't know there's, that there's anybody else I would even put in the conversation. Um, yeah, I don't think so either. I but, think that, that I, story, and, 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 you want to talk about completing a story. I mean, getting you know released by WWE and then all of a sudden you're the AW champion. Like, that's huge. And the crowd's already so behind him. It's absurd. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Can you get somebody else? In, now, if you could get bring in Switchblade into the storyline so Switchblade can say, Look at these two losers who got fired by WWE. I turned <laughs> down WWE. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe that doesn't have to come up. I mean, I guess, you know what? There's one other name we haven't mentioned, which is Will Ospreay. Sure. Um, who will be there soon. And that would be a pretty... I think he could make a pretty compelling case for him. Um, I don't know what they're going to do, though, with Hangman and Swerve. They're going to go the triple threat route. I mean, I don't mind keeping Hangman and Swerve circling each other for the rest of time. That might be the best use of Hangman. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if I would go right back into it. You know, I mean, unless it's a triple threat match that's on an episode of Dynamite. You know, unless it's you know sort of like a a match that leads to the big match. Um. Although I do like the man, I do I, Swerve's face when Cole's music hit was great. He just looked like it was just so cartoon perturbed. Like he looked like he was wincing. It was so great. Yeah. Um. I, I like them circling each other, you know? But I don't know that I need to see them in the ring again. And Hangman's not the answer. Hangman, that's a story for another time. Um, <laughs> anyway. Actually, uh, there's one more on the dock here. It's actually super interesting. I want to get your thoughts on. Uh, from at the Nathan Mark 20. Are we overlooking the possibility Rock beats Roman at Mania for the belt? Then Judgment Day comes out, destroys Rock, and Priest cashes in and wins. <laughs> um, that would actually be fine. I mean, I would, I would. I think that that's. I think one of the big questions that we're not asking is what if Rock wins. Uh, it's. I don't think it's a given that he would come back only for a victory. I think that it's totally feasible he would come back to ensconce Roman Reigns. Yeah. I mean, frankly, the best thing he could possibly do if he's really trying to put his cousin over would be to come back specifically for the Hogan rock sort of double turn moment that I was talking about last week, uh, or talking about on Monday. 
come back knowing that in the course of that WrestleMania match, the fans fans would know that he was on his way back out and start booing him and cheering Roman <laughs> Reigns, and that would be huge for Roman. Um, but I do think there's a question. I mean, there's a it's an open question. Like, what if The Rock wins? Like, I I, I don't I I I think that I don't think it's cut and dry. What's and the so percentage you think, you think that happens? he wins? Or I guess not. Oh, five. Right. I mean, whatever is. I mean, and every point of it is the Rock being so famous. It's all. It's basically the same thing I said about the Rock main eventing WrestleMania. It's like, what if the Rock said? What if the Rock was just like, oh, and I want to win? Does Tony <laughs> Khan and Triple H, or sorry, Nick Khan and Triple H, are they like that's off the table? Or are they just like, yeah, okay, we'll book around it. We'll make it work. You yeah. know, like I don't know. It's possible. I mean, it seems sort of nuts, but you know, stranger things have happened. Uh, it's a, what if The Rock wins? And I think more more importantly, or in a bigger sense, what is The Rock doing on the Monday after WrestleMania? You know, like what, like do you think he's really just going to fly out of town, or is he going to go do something? Is he going to set up a SummerSlam match, or is this the big finish for him? Who's he going to put over on the way out? I mean, even if he loses, imagine if Judgment Day came out, how much that would, how much they could get out of that segment. You know? Yeah. Or imagine what 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 if. Dude, what if neither title, what if both champions retain at WrestleMania and The Rock's out there cutting a promo about how oh, someone with his legacy lost doesn't matter or something like that and CM Punk comes out and he's just like, hey, same here and we've still got unfinished business. You know oh. what I mean? Like, you just like, <laughs> you, um, like there's, like there's so many, if you, if The Rock is still in play, there's obviously so much more you could do with him. Also, Rock Cody, we talked about before. I mean, that could be, a that's a, that's a match, you know? Yeah. Um, it wouldn't shock me if The Rock worked, even if The Rock just basically signed a one-match deal, it wouldn't shock me if The Rock worked a two-minute match on Raw, you know, just to get people watching, whatever. We'll see. Where's Rock? Is Rock is, is Raw still on, on under this con, under its existing contract at WrestleMania time, after WrestleMania? Do we know? I believe so, yeah. I think it's a little bit further into the year uh, before they got to figure out um, a new home for it. If they've got, if because the, the rumor now is that it's Amazon is in the league. Right. Yeah, I think John Orand, I think, had that news, and then it still might be FX and whatever else. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's almost like when you hear about the the Saudi Arabia shows, where it's like WWE is getting twenty five or fifty million dollars for a show, and then they're willing to put in a little bit more money to get so and so wrestler out of you know to be there. You there is there is a real, and I'm not I, that's sort of a dismissive way to put it, but I'm in in, in all seriousness. If Amazon got the rights to Raw, you better believe that Amazon would be willing to get into the discretionary slush fund to do stuff like <laughs> gave, like bring the Rock on, you know? Like yeah. once the contracts have been signed, the WWE is like, well, you know, why am I going to spend $25 million on the Rock? Like we already got our money from you. But, a, but, but Amazon could be like, oh, Rock, would you like a streaming deal, a podcast deal, and also, you know, Five appearances on Monday Night Raw where there's two matches. Well, here's a Brinks truck. Right. You know? And with this Brinks truck comes a free year of Amazon Prime. I mean, just imagine. <laughs> he definitely um, needs it. Rock seems like he pinches pennies. Yeah, I, I think that Judgment Day is tonally correct. It feels like the right thing to happen to The Rock after WrestleMania. But I think that there's so much on the table. There's so many things that you could do. That it could be, it, you know, it could be really interesting. Uh, we'll be watching it to keep to keep Cody Rhodes and to bring this full circle to keep Cody and Jay and even LA Knight involved to an extent that they don't feel like afterthoughts. 
is really important. But I think that the main, the most important thing is going to be to make Roman Reigns and Rock not feel like a foregone conclusion and feel like there's legitimate stakes. I, I think we said this before. I almost think that The Rock should win. Like, I think, the, or at least they should give him mm. a stake. I mean, I, I think I said before that The Rock, should, we should take the title off the table, you know, where it's basically just like yeah. this match is for, this match is for the head of the table. It's not for the title, you know, because everybody knows The Rock's not going to be around, but The Rock could retire as head of the table and just, you know, in that storyline. But The Rock has to say out loud, you know, I want to win this title to to strip you of all of your dignity, and then I will stay around. And like The Rock almost has to say, "I'm going to work three more matches" or something. You know, we have to make it clear that it's that there is a path forward if he wins to really feel like the stakes matter here. Because I don't know. I mean, obviously, you could just do it without saying a single word, and Roman Reigns goes over, and The Rock raises his hand afterwards, and the crowd goes. You know, they do a little like there's a there's a mild double turn in the match. The Rock raises his hand afterwards. Blah blah blah. That's the straightforward path through, and it would probably be, and it would be totally fine. But I would love to go into WrestleMania actually thinking The Rock might win, even sure. if he loses, just to have that question. That's what. That's why we watch this stuff. I mean, I'd be also down for a way to get Rikishi back in here to write Rock off TV, just driving a car. <laughs> <laughs> just you know, it's, it's just implied. Rikishi. I don't know. If you could, I don't know if you could do that angle now, just running somebody. That over. would actually be an interesting way. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, but like there was a there was a period where when they were when you only saw them at Hall of Fame shows where Rikishi and Dusty Rhodes looked like the same person. Like if, you, if they, when they're in black suits, like they yeah, all, yeah. like they're all wearing black on black, they look ex- like almost exactly the same. For a few years in there, that might be a good. There might be a full circle there where the Rock, where Rikishi comes back and Dusty and and Cody's just like Dad. But it's not. <laughs> Um, that's a way to, to to keep those storylines in play. There you go. We figured it that's, out. We, yeah, we cracked the code. Uh, anyway, I think that's it. Is that it? That's it. Thanks to everyone. Thank who you dropped for questions. doing this, man. No, thank yeah, you. Yeah, thanks to everybody who dropped those questions. Those are really good questions. We'll do this again soon. This was really fun. Guys, we'll be back on Monday. Thank you to Jack Sanders for producing this episode of the show. Thank you to Ben Cruz, who is our EP, and the guy sitting right there. Be sure to listen to all the great shows in the Ring of Wrestling Show feed, The Masked Man Show, Cheap Pete, and of course, Ben's show, Wednesday Worldwide. Until next week, thank you for listening. Apologies as always to John Moxley. Didn't even make the mailbag with disrespect. We'll see you back here next week, humanoids. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. 
So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.